What's up, guys? This is Justin Coffin for the 330 Sports Show. Today is Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. So busy show today. Uh, you can see on the ticker if you're watching uh, what's going to be happening. So we're going to talk Browns first, Buckeyes second, Penguins third, and a little bit of sports. Uh, Bobby Knight, rest in peace. Um, World Series. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Texas Rangers are your champions. Uh, so we'll talk all about that here in just a minute. But first, uh, let's have a word from not just the 330 Sports Show sponsors, but Youngstown Studio sponsors as well. Halloween is scary, but not as scary as no heat in the winter. Call Mighty Mike today, not tomorrow, for fall maintenance service. 330-207-7070. Or visit MightyMikeHVAC.com. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Eric Cromer, Cross Country Mortgage, a wiser way to mortgage. This program proudly supported and brought to you by the Youngstown Drip IV Bar, helping the Mahoning Valley reach its wellness goal. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's IT company. All right. I appreciate our sponsors here. And uh, so let's get into it. Let's first start talking about the Cleveland Browns. So obviously a tough one against the Seahawks last weekend. A game a lot of people didn't think uh, the Browns would stand a chance to win. Uh, Browns did an admirable, admirable job, especially in that second, third, and all the way up to that last drive, last two drives really of that uh, fourth quarter. But lose a tough one, 24-20 to the Seahawks. Obviously, there's a lot of questions about the third and three call, which was right before the two-minute warning, which would have taken you to the two-minute warning. Um, I actually like the call of of throwing. Do I like the call of throwing with P.J. Walker over Watson? Not as much, but, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, you get that play call. There was looked like a check down that was open, um, but P.J. Walker just, just not – He's a gamer. You got to give him credit. He has he has done an admirable admirable job too, going two and one over the last uh, three games, uh, pressed into duty with Watson being hurt, um, but just too many turnovers. Uh, I think he's one touchdown to like five or six interceptions, a couple fumbles in there. Just not going to get the job done. The Browns uh, have done a terrible job this year of uh, turnover ratio, just just handing the ball off too much and putting the defense in bad situation so that is just not going to get the job done for Cleveland or really any NFL team I don't care how good your team is your roster is uh, you just can't turn the ball over too much but a couple of things the Browns are doing well they're running the ball really well even with the lack of Nick Chubb the offensive line is getting some push um, DeWan Jones uh, you know give him a lot of credit stepping up for Jack Conklin uh, Posex playing well obviously you got your your guards there and Teller and Batonio that are doing a great job. Uh, and, and Jed Wills, we, we give him a lot of, you know, crap because a lot of times he has struggled, but he has played well over the last, uh, over the last few weeks. So give him credit where credit's due. Um, but again, the Browns defense did a great job. Second, third quarter, basically shut the Seahawks out ton of three and outs. But, uh, unfortunately when it mattered the most after that turnover, weren't able to uh, hold them. And uh, former Buckeye Jackson Smith and Jigba, just with a walk-in touchdown, was he aided by a hold on, by DK Metcalf? Probably, but uh, that is unfortunate uh, 
uh, the way the game went. I want to talk a little bit about Kevin Stefanski because I think he gets a lot of undue criticism. Uh, I think he's actually coached really well over the past three games. Think about that. You're without um, what's supposed to be your franchise quarterback. Uh, you're starting number one running back in the NFL, and you know, um, you're know you right there in these games. You upset the 49ers. Um, you, you, <laughs> you had an interesting game with the Colts, but you won that. And then uh, Seattle is a really tough team, one of the better teams now in the NFL, at least by record. Um, and, and you take them to the wire and probably should have won that game. Now, yeah, does he make some questionable play calls? Absolutely. But um, I think you probably run the ball there and you probably uh, run it maybe even on fourth down and go for the win if, if you don't. But, uh, you know, hey, you know, you make those decisions, you live with them, and it's an outcome-based sport. And he probably knows, hey, I'm going to get criticized if this doesn't work, but I'm going to give my team the best chance to win. So if you do get the first down there, you basically run out the clock. But, you know, you, you think of a couple plays here. Uh, Cameron Mitchell had a pick six in his hands, just dropped it. Jerome Ford runs out of bounds on the play previous to that third and three, which would have ran another 40 seconds off the clock. So uh, lots of little things make a game. And I get we all want to break down the one call. but. Uh, I look at this record, 30 and 26. You, you look at the previous, all the head coaches combined, 94, 208, and 1 over the previous, what, 23 years or 20 years before Stefanski. So let's give this guy some credit. He is doing a great job with this team. So where we're at right now with the AFC North, three teams are four and three. Browns, Bengals, Steelers. Bengals have won three in a row. Uh, Steelers play tonight against the Titans. but. Uh, all four and three bunched up there. The Ravens looking very, very good right now, playing uh, some good football, six and two, leading the division. So this is going to be a tough division. It's going to be a dogfight till the end of the season. All right, so let's move on. Let's get to know the Arizona Cardinals a little bit. They are one and seven. They're, they're not very good. Uh, this is a team the Browns should win, uh, should beat, and, and should win. But uh, let's get to know the Cardinals a little bit here. They are led by... Head coach Jonathan Gannon. He is actually a graduate of Cleveland St. Ignatius High School. Um, the he was the former um, uh, coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, the last few years and got that job after the Super Bowl run last year. So the Browns are uh, 33, 16, and one in this series, but Arizona has won the last five games in a row. And Cleveland has not beaten the Arizona Cardinals all the way back since 2003. So uh, tells you how long, um, you know, this this uh, Browns team needs to beat this Cardinals. We thought we'd be seeing our old friend Josh Dobbs this weekend. He gets traded to the Minnesota Vikings after Kirk Cousins gets injured. Um, but we it appears we're going to see rookie Clayton Toon. He is uh, he was actually drafted. I think one pick either before or one pick after. Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, this year in the fifth round. He is a Houston Cougar, a rookie. He has taken one snap in the regular season in the NFL. So uh, we got to get after this guy. Kyler Murray, I think uh, they're playing a little bit of uh, head games with the Browns because they're saying he's getting excited to get back and play possibly this week, but I don't see him playing this week. Maybe um, uh, a couple plays here and there to, to break off the rust, but I just don't see him. Uh, getting in too much action this week. 
if he does play. But uh, Kyler Murray uh, most likely will be out, but don't be surprised if you see him maybe for a couple plays. Um, running back, James Conner is out. Uh, you know, we remember him as a former Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, you're going to hear the name Amari DiMarcato. If you don't know that name, he's an undrafted rookie this year, but you might remember him uh, running over Michigan last year in the semifinal game for TCU. Their wide receivers include Hollywood Brown, former Raven, uh, Rondell Moore, uh, former Purdue Boilermaker. He will run the ball a little bit too. So you got the Browns got to watch out for that. And Michael Wilson, a rookie this year out of Stanford. Uh, he is putting up some decent numbers. Uh, you got Trey McBride as your tight end. Uh, Zach Ertz, who is a bigger name there, is on injured reserve. They are uh, led on the line by Paris Johnson Jr., former Buckeye, the number seven pick overall this year in the, uh, the first round. Uh, and also their center is former Cleveland Brown, uh, Froholt. I'm just going to say that. I can't remember how to pronounce his first name. But they're also their offensive coordinators. A lot of, a lot of ties here. Uh, Drew Petzing. Uh, is the Browns quarterback coach uh, from last season moved over there, and that's kind of why they acquired Josh Dobbs and whatnot. Uh, so some of their defensive dudes to know, Buda Baker, probably the best player, uh, maybe even on the entire team, uh, Zayvon Collins, Kazir White, and uh, Kayvon Wallace, some of their players too. So we look at some of the matchup here. Browns defense, obviously, their strong suit versus Cardinals offense. Cardinals can run the ball a little bit. So they are number four overall in rushing, about 138 yards a game. But uh, so that will be what the Browns look to key on and maybe get after uh, the rookie quarterback is if he's playing. And even if Kyler Murray's in a little bit, uh, they're going to try to see the rust that's on him after uh, not playing for about a year. Browns offense versus Cardinals defense. Cardinals defense is not very good. Um, you know, bottom half of the league, bottom third of the league, really, in, in most categories. The Browns rushing attack, they should be able to run the ball on this team. Um, they should be able to throw the ball. This would be a good game for uh, Deshaun Watson to get well if he does play. Uh, if P.J. Walker does play, uh, he should be able to throw the ball a little bit against this team as well. So Browns need to put up some points and uh, put this team away early. So we are in the Deshaun Watson injury cycle. McNeil put this out on Twitter, but uh, he's back to practice, excited for a return. Is he going to play? We don't know. So hopefully he's not a late scratch. So that's where we're at, but it appears Watson might play this. The trade deadline has come and gone. Uh, the Browns' only move was trading Donovan Peoples-Jones a former sixth-round pick out of Michigan, moves on, goes back home. The Detroit Lions pick him up. Uh, we wish him well. Did not have a great season going on. He had less than 100 yards receiving on the season, but uh, did a lot of really good things for the Cleveland Browns in his time. The punt return last year against the Houston Texans. His first catch uh, against the Bengals was actually from Jarvis Landry uh, and had that in that same game uh, had that uh, huge touchdown catch to uh, put that game away and uh, complete the comeback for the Browns against the Bengals back in his rookie year. I'm actually going to post this out on social social media, but the NFL quarterback situation is kind of a mess right now. There's a lot going on, a lot of injured guys, a lot of guys you probably never have heard of. So um, it, it's, it's just a mess with the backup quarterbacks, especially for uh, all these NFL teams. So 
Uh, I'll post that out on social, but take a look. See if uh, see how many of the names out of 60 or 65 guys you know. All right, Joe, Danier, and I always pick the games each week. So our picks uh, this week, I'm actually taking the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. Joe has taken the Tennessee Titans. We agree on a lot of games, but we disagree on a few here too. Uh, we are both taking the Browns, uh, and you know we'll, we'll see from there. But I will also post those. Uh, out on social media. But overall for the season, we're doing pretty well, about 62.5% for me. I have a one-game lead now over Joe, uh, 76 and 46. So uh, 30 games over 500 on the year for me. So not too bad. All right, let's move on to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Big win over Wisconsin this weekend. Not an explosive game by any means, but uh, you know, got the job done in a hostile environment. So 24-10 win over Wisconsin Badgers. Marvin Harrison continues to shine. Travion Henderson came came back and uh, put up 200 plus all-purpose yards. Did a great job. Tyleek Williams and that defensive line are really getting after it. And the defense as a whole, just doing a great, great job. Um, one of the best defenses in the nation. And it's kind of flipped because before the offense has carried this team, now the defense is kind of carrying this team and the offense is doing enough to win games, to move to 8-0 and on the season. So we're two-thirds through the regular season for the college football rankings came out. Ohio State is the number one team based on resume. I mean, you can't argue with that. You know, they've knocked off Penn State, who is the number 11 team. They've knocked off at Notre Dame, the number 15 team uh, in, the, in the country. So Georgia hasn't really played anyone yet. Michigan hasn't really played anyone yet. They will have two big games coming up. Florida State, the number four team. Washington, the number five team. Those are your undefeated teams uh, that, that are uh, in the Power Five conferences right now. Quick look at the weekend slate for the Big Ten. Buckeyes at Rutgers. Wisconsin at the Hoosiers. Nebraska at uh, Michigan State, excuse me, Illinois and Minnesota. Penn State travels to Maryland. Iowa at Northwestern and Purdue at Michigan. So, uh, that is a look at the Big Ten slate. We'll go to the national national slate of games here. Um, we have eight undefeated teams left in the regular season after week nine. So Liberty, James Madison, Air Force, Florida State, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, Washington, and Georgia. So those are some of the uh, bigger matchups. You got LSU at Alabama. You got Kansas State at Texas, uh, and, and a few others mixed in there for the bigger games of the weekend. All right, so let's take a quick look here at the Buckeyes at the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Buckeyes 18.5 point favorites. Your total is 43.5. This game will be a CBS kick at noon in Piscataway, New Jersey, where college football was born. Uh, Rutgers and Princeton played the first ever college football game. Rutgers resume, actually pretty good season for them. 6-2 and two, overall, 3-2 and two in the Big Ten. Um, handled their business. Nice win at Virginia Tech. Uh, hung in there against Michigan, even though uh, Shiano knew there was some uh, funny business going on there. Um, hung tough with Wisconsin. So their two losses are Michigan and Wisconsin this year, uh, but overall have played a really uh, nice job. And, and, you know, they're bowl eligible right now um, with, with four games to go. So good for Rutgers, but uh, let's have uh, the Buckeyes take care of business this weekend. Rutgers isn't going to scare you offensively. One thing they do pretty well, though, is run the ball. Their quarterback will run it. 
Obviously, the running backs are going to run it, but uh, they average about 180 yards per game on the ground. So Buckeyes defense will put, put to the test there. I'm not expecting Rutgers to scare the Buckeyes at all uh, throwing the ball. So expect uh, a heavy box uh, for the Buckeyes defense to shut down that run and then uh, let the secondary go to work uh, against those receivers for Rutgers. Flipping it to the other side, Buckeyes offense. Real consistent, doing a nice job, still throwing for almost 300 yards uh, a game, but, uh, you know, not that 50-point-a-game, 45-point-a-game high-powered offense, but they're still scoring 32.5 points a game, which is great, especially when you have such a good defense on the other end. Rutgers' defense, however, very good this season. Now, they haven't played a brutal schedule, but uh, they're only giving up 15.7 points a game. They're ninth best in yards allowed per game at 277. Look at the passing yards allowed. So 156, which is number two. But uh, I expect Ohio State to uh, pass the ball and be able to move the ball. My best bet this weekend would be to take Ohio State first half line. I'd expect it to be around nine, nine and a half um, for the first half. I would, I would jump on that. Uh, I think that's the best bet for this weekend on the Buckeyes. And why not throw it when you got... Uh, this guy over here, over my shoulder, you got Marvin Harrison Jr., the best player in college football, 48 catches on the season, four 100-yard games in a row, averaging 111.1 yards per game, nearly 19 yards a catch and eight touchdowns on the season. So just get the ball to number 18. Sounds like Emeka Abuka will be back. You got Travion Henderson back. You got Cade Stover. You got a nice set of receivers and the offensive line, which is coming along. So uh, Buckeyes, I like big again in the first half um, against that pretty good Rutgers defense. Uh, a couple days ago, Brutus Buckeye celebrated his 58th birthday, and I'd imagine uh, this is how he's kind of sitting around, a little bourbon, a little cigar. Uh, you got, he's, he's imagining the, uh, the Michigan, uh, Michigan boat sinking there in the ocean, but uh, that's how I would imagine Brutus Buckeye celebrating his birthday. So happy 58th birthday, too. All right, moving on. Youngstown State. Uh, they took care of Missouri State this past weekend in the Ice Castle at Youngstown State. They um, will now go on the road to take on Indiana State this week. Former guest of the show and quarterback Mitch Davidson, uh, Offensive Player of the Week in the Missouri Valley Conference, throwing uh, for 300-plus yards. Huge game for him, four touchdowns, and uh, a, a dynamic performance for the Salem Quaker and now YSU Penguin. Another friend of the show, Dre Rushton, had, has, he's, he's been having a great season quietly. 15 carries, 46 yards, a touchdown, and also had another reception uh, for six yards. So Dre Rushton having a, a really, really great season uh, at running back along with Tyshawn King for the Buckeyes. I said Buckeyes, excuse me, I meant Penguins, but uh, another guest of the show, uh, former guest of the show, Bryce Oliver, last week, six catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns. He is creeping up the YSU ladder of all-time touchdown receptions leader. I think he is two behind. I have to check that number again, but he is having a great, great season. So Bryce Oliver, watch out for his name in the YSU record books coming up soon. Another wide receiver, C.J. Charleston, having a great year. Three catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Also this past weekend against Missouri State. 
Why not get one more uh, friend of the show here, Jake uh, Benio? Three catches, 13 yards, one touchdown. And as we talked to Jake earlier in the season, he does so much more than just catch some passes. He is a great blocker uh, for both of those running backs and uh, keeping uh, Mitch, uh, you know, help chipping uh, defensive ends, linebackers, whatever it might be coming off the end. And uh, he's doing a nice job this season for the White. So YSU finally broke that trend. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Now they stack two wins together. Let's go get the third one in a row, move to six and three. And then you got the big one, uh, South Dakota State coming to Youngstown State. Not this weekend, but next, uh, the number one team in the country uh, coming to Youngstown. So, but you got to take care of business at Indiana State this weekend for that game to mean a lot. The Texas Rangers are your world series champions uh awesome run by them 11 straight road victories in the playoffs which is the most in the history of baseball uh just unheard of uh fantastic run by this team uh, a team that lost over 100 games just two years ago so uh this gives some of those teams that have been struggling the last year or two uh some hope that uh you can turn it around pretty quickly if you have the right people in place and the right uh, development. Some sad news to pass along. Uh, yesterday, Bob Knight, uh, Coach Bob Knight, um, everyone remembers him at Indiana, but uh, you know, just uh, an unfortunate loss for the game of basketball, but uh, just <laughs> such a memorable guy. So many great quotes. A lot of people remember his excessive behavior at times, the, the chair throwing, the getting in his own players' faces, the yelling at refs, getting ejected, his his speeches and, and whatnot. But uh, what a legend of the game of basketball. Uh, obviously, um, Indiana is where he is probably most known, but he is an Ohio State Buckeye graduate. Uh, you know, just, just a legendary figure, a bigger, bigger than the game, some may say. Uh, but uh, rest in peace to Coach Knight, who did so much for the game of basketball. I also didn't forget about the Michigan scandal. Um, we will uh, get plenty into that uh, next week. But this Connor Stallions, it's it's not looking good for for Michigan. But we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, this is going to be an interesting end of the year for for many teams. So um, just wanted to to say thank you again for watching. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, listening. Share this out. Help us out um, by share. The best thing you guys can do for us is share this show um, with with anyone that might you know think it's interesting, might might want to watch. So uh, we appreciate your guys' support as always on Youngstown Studio. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us.